Yes, Coyote's legend, chief hockey development officer, Shane Doan. Make it time for us on a Monday, because we don't have shows on Thursday or Friday this week. But uh, Shane checks in with us now here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Donor, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Um, yeah, here we are uh, with this road trip continuing to drag on. And, and I I don't want to like harp on it, but it, again, it's fascinating. 14 games. When we talked last week, um, the Coyotes have played one game since then. One game in eight days, and that was the game in, in Vegas as they kind of shifted from east to west. I mean, how do you think the guys are dealing with this at this point? You know what? They got to come home for two days, three days. So they came home. Um, we had a practice here, an open practice in Scottsdale on Saturday. And uh, not that it's great you get to come home, but uh, it's nice to have a couple days in your own bed, kind of to get new change of laundry and head back out on the road again. So uh, um, it is what it is. And, and Andre Terran, he's, he's an incredible coach. And all he keeps saying is, hey, we might have a tough schedule now, but we're going to have the best schedule ever yep. in the second half of the NHL. So let's uh, this season. So we're just going to have to get through to that part, and uh, that's kind of their focus yeah. right now, and keep everything in perspective. All right, a lot of people have speculated that the return of Jacob Chikrin is going to kind of spark and heat up the NHL's trade market. That a lot of teams have been interested in this kid for a long period of time, but they all want to see him play. And and, and the word is is that everyone's going to be looking to see what scouts are attending the Coyotes games. How do you think that's going to play out, Donor? Yeah, I, I, obviously Chick is someone that's a big part of our group, and uh, it would be really nice to have him back in the lineup. And we need him. He's a he's a young defenseman that can score. He's got a great shot and skates so well. So he's a, he's got all the the tools to make himself pretty special. Um, what happens, I guess, in the future here, it's kind of going to depend on him and and uh, how he plays and how everything goes and and what it what the other teams value him at as well as ourselves. Like we value him as someone that's very important to us. And um, he's somebody that's capable of, of being a difference maker. And uh, it's just nice having him back in the lineup. So we're looking forward to seeing it as much as if there's scouts there watching, we're just as excited as them. So um, <laughs> we want to see what he can do. Right. Yep. Shane Doan uh, here, our guest on uh, Arizona Sports. He's not the only player coming back. Nick Schmaltz got hurt in the opener against Pittsburgh. He's scheduled to come back too. Let's talk about what uh, you know. What kind of a lift Nick Schmaltz can bring to this lineup moving forward, Donor? Well, I think that him and Kells, um, Clayton Keller, he actually got hurt at the same time as Chick did last year. When he broke his leg, so so bad, and I mean, uh, this what he's shown coming back has been really impressive. But the two of those guys, um, just the way that they play together, they're they're dynamic. And uh, Schmoltzy brings something. He, he, you talk in basketball, Vinny, as you know about being able to create shots for yourself. Mm-hmm. He's he's somebody that can create stuff for himself. He doesn't need other people around him, and he does a great job of creating space for his. For his line mates, and and that's so valuable, and that's hard to find in the NHL. Like you don't you don't just find those guys anywhere. And so him coming back to the lineup, I think, gives Clayton Keller a real big boost, and uh, our whole offense gets a boost from him. And he's somebody that uh, has just proven it over and over again. Especially last year, the the chemistry that him and Kells had, they they were the best players on the ice lots of nights, and that's when you have two guys able to do that, that helps. I saw a report a couple days ago, and I couldn't believe it. I started a way to ask you about it, and that would be the death and the decline of the slap shot in the NHL. That over the last <laughs> couple of years, the, the stats show that it is just kind of 
being phased out the game. What is going on and what's the reason behind that? Well, I think now the slap shot, they don't consider a one-timer a slap shot, which is, that's part of it. I'm like, I don't know, that's kind of a slap shot. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the slap shot was that traditionally used where he's skating down the ice. Mike Gartner is the guy that I always think of where he, you know, get the puck across the blue line, wind up, take a shot at the top of the circles and see if you can beat a goalie. You're not doing that. You just can't score anymore off that shot. They're just, the goalies are too good. If they, if they see you winding up and they have a chance to get set, they're not. <laughs> you just don't beat them. And so I think the wrist shot is such a quicker release. And the, and the sticks, the way the sticks have changed, guys can shoot a wrist shot just about as hard as they can a slap shot now where, you know, 20 years ago, that was, a, that was a lot more difficult. And the sticks have gotten whippier. And so as you get whippier, you get, if you use the technology in them properly, you can, I mean, your wrist shot's probably up around 90, 92, 95 miles an hour. And, the effort and the amount of time it takes to get a slap shot away isn't really worth the reward. So the guy's starting to be a little crazy. Hockey players are getting smarter, maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> go back to like when, when you were coming up, it just seemed like the slap shot, the velocity on a slap shot was kind of a flex for players in that era, wasn't it? Al McGinnis! Oh, Al Afraidy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Shea Weber! So uh, we got all this. Uh, <laughs> I love all those. Well those done, are the best. man. Um, I agree, and and there still is. Like, it's so funny because guys will be like, "How hard do you think you can shoot it?" Michael Stone, a guy that played here for the Coyotes, is a guy that I mean, that guy can pound a puck. Like he can shoot a puck. He has an elite shot. I would say he's probably in the top two or three in the whole NHL. And we talk about it, and he gets his shot through as a defenseman at the point. But he's that's really the only time that they get him through. And yeah. the rest of the time, like, no forward's taking a slap shot. You look at Austin Matthews, he's got the best shot in the game. He takes one-timers, and he does a like a kind of pull-and-drag shot that he does all the time. That, um, But, yeah, that and the, the harder you could shoot the puck, I mean, guys would come flying in from the blue line and take a shot on a puck that's stationary. It just doesn't happen anymore. Interesting. So. Uh, all right, so uh, so the Cardinals got a big game tonight in Mexico City where the altitude is severe. Does altitude affect hockey players? You know what? Colorado affects you. And it, you know what the crazy part is? Is that it, it affects you only in the first, from what I've been told. And again, I in experiencing it, I understand what they're saying. It's like the first 24 hours it affects you. And then after that, you pretty, you get used to it. I mean, the more you... The more you exert yourself after 24 hours, it has an impact, I guess, to a certain degree on your recovery. But it's it's not as big of an impact after the first 24 hours. So um, once you get there for a little bit, and I'm assuming they're probably there on Saturday or they were there on Friday, so they're probably a little bit adapted to it. And it's both teams, so it's not as big yeah. a deal. Like if it was one team that it's a home field advantage, it makes a big difference. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, uh, for both of them, I don't think it, it, they'll be tired and they'll probably need some oxygen on the side. And you'll see the guys with the masks on, and uh, we'll all make a big deal about it. <laughs> Donor, going back to Bickley's question about the death of the slap shot, I just had a very concerning thought. The greatest hockey movie of all time. We're all agreed it's slap shot. What would they call that <laughs> now? Yeah, if they made shot, that wrist shot, uh, one timer. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they must. Yeah, one timer would probably be. It is. It is such a great movie, and it is so funny that this generation of hockey, like well, actually the last probably fifteen years, I would make make a comment about. Yeah, we're working. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working. Kenzie on it. Brothers yeah, or something about yeah, the power right. play. 
<laughs> and nobody would, no one would know what wow. I'm talking about, and it would break my heart. But wow. oh, what a great movie! Did you ever like organize a team movie watching party to, to educate the youngins? <laughs> no, but we made a couple of them watch it. We did a couple of uh, Broadway shows that I made guys go to, but I didn't make them go to watch a, <laughs> yeah. a, um, uh, a movie, which is kind of funny. And maybe that's a problem. I should have been doing that instead. <laughs> well, Donor, uh, thanks for making time for us today. Always good to catch up with you. Have a uh, great holiday, and we'll talk again next week. All right. Thank, thanks, Vinny. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, hey, zip it over there, Jared. Yeah, shut up, Jared. <laughs> That's what Shane wanted me to tell very you. Very quiet today. Wait, did he say zip it? He said zip it. That's so sweet. That's sweet. He won't even say shut up, Jared. He says, oh, please be quiet, I know. Jared. Oh, please. Pipe down, Jared. Coyote's Chief Hockey Development Officer joins us every week here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings.